Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Unshot.net. What does inclusion really mean in a Catholic school? Hello, hello, this is Simon Lewis from Unshaw.net with If I Were the Minister for Education, a regular podcast where I delve into the world of primary education in Ireland and let you know what I would do if I were the Minister for Education. In this episode, I'm going to be examining a word that, if you are a principal, you have probably used to describe your own school. In fact, you may have described it in two words, and that word is inclusive or fully inclusive. Now, I'm arguing that no school can call itself inclusive and I'm going to focus and hone in on why Catholic schools specifically can never refer to themselves as being fully inclusive. It's not having a go at Catholics before I begin because I don't think any school, no matter who they are or what their flavour is, can call themselves inclusive and we'll go into that too. So without further ado, let's find out what I would do if I were the Minister for Education. One of my biggest bugbears is when a primary school calls itself inclusive. And for one, at least in Ireland, it's actually impossible to be inclusive if you are a primary school. Certainly it's impossible to be fully inclusive, which is what some schools refer to themselves as, because schools are completely reliant on government funding and the allocation of the resources that they're given. And as we all know, given that schools aren't allocated the correct amount of funding, it's impossible to be fully inclusive just by default. For example, if you check out any survey where you ask principals to self-assess their resourcing, and I'll pick one uh, that was done by the National Principals Forum a good number of years ago, over 90% of primary schools self-assessed that they didn't have enough resources to support children with additional needs. It's hardly inclusive, but it's hardly their fault. However, this kind of thing doesn't stop most primary schools from calling themselves inclusive. You can check it out on most uh, schools' website. Blah, 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 school is a fully inclusive primary school. Now, sometimes that can be funny. Um, for example, a, a, a little known fact for some of you, if you, particularly if you're embedded in Ireland, is that we're a bit of an outlier and uh, uh, when it comes to single sex schools, for example. Uh, in the Western world, we are so far ahead of everywhere else. 16% of our schools are single sex schools. The next highest rate, I think, is something like 2%. Um, and that is um, mad as a, as a statistic, I would suggest. But you won't believe what I find is funny. You won't believe how many schools who are single sex schools claim to be fully inclusive, despite the fact they exclude half of the population. However, most often it isn't funny. It isn't funny that children with additional needs have to essentially compete to be supported. And, you know, the National Council for Special Education, the NCSE, my, my least favourite organisation of, of all organisations involved in education, came up with this amazing phrase that no one seems to really I don't know, examine for what it actually is. Now, I challenge it at every possibility, but it's quoted uh, by anyone and everyone. Whenever you're looking for extra resources or if you're, if you're mentioning about uh, getting supports for schools, 
everyone, uh, you know, anyone you speak to will say, ah, no, 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 no. All you'd have to do now is what you need to do is you need to prioritize your allocations so that the highest level of need have access to the greatest level of support. Quote, unquote, the NCSE. But if you actually examine that phrase, the highest level of need have access to the greatest level of support, and you aren't actually getting all the supports you need, that means that a big group of children aren't going to get support, even if they need it, which is bizarre. So you could have a psychologist that recommends a child gets, you know, a certain number of hours of support per week. But because the school has to uh, give the highest level of need access to the greatest level of support, they might get nothing. And that's not the fault of a school. and, And most often schools are blamed for this. But it's actually the fault of the NCSE for not providing the school with adequate resources. Anyway, another area, because we don't want to get into the role, uh, down the route of special education, though I could do a full episode on that, and I probably have already. Another area where most schools simply can't be inclusive is down to the religious ethos. Now, similarly to the above, like special education, that's not particularly a school's fault. If their patron body promotes a particular faith, the law allows for that faith to, and I'll quote again, permeate throughout the school day. And it also allows a board of management to protect that ethos, so whatever religion that is, to the point of being allowed to refuse an enrolment if it could be perceived that a child might undermine that ethos. Not only that, it also allows for a staff member to be disciplined or removed from their position if it's perceived that they undermine the ethos as well. Now, simply not being the right religion can be reason enough for that and basically well that creates what I have uh, what I have coined a don't ask don't tell system similar to how the US Army once worked when it came to LGBT plus officers and yet people will still say that their school is inclusive now I often raise the point and I've been accustomed I'm very accustomed to being challenged on it by my colleagues my, my principals and teachers if I ever go to a conference Someone will say, oh, you're, you're always going on about the Catholic schools and how we're not inclusive. We are a fully inclusive school, they'll say. And they'll generally ex- explain, I mean, really unfair. And they welcome all children from all backgrounds into their schools. And they may even go on and say, not only do we welcome all children from our school, from all cultures from our schools, we celebrate those children. Sure, don't we celebrate Eid only recently? And sure, don't we do the Chinese New Year? And they always say Eid and the Chinese New Year. I don't think I've ever heard them once mention any other festival. Uh, so, you know, maybe maybe they'll do Diwali. I think their push might be one other that they might recognise. But very rarely uh, have I ever heard anything outside of Eid and Chinese New Year. I certainly haven't heard Sukkot or I certainly haven't heard uh, any other type of festival that might come around, whatever it might be, any other major festival that other religions celebrate. And they'll then explain um, other other things they might explain, so even though they don't do that, they'll even go further. And this is the bit that always is the rub for me, is when they say, we're very, very inclusive. We are so inclusive. What do we do? I'll tell you what we do. Even though we're a Catholic school, this is how we're inclusive, Mr. Lewis. What we do is we give them a job at the communion. They can bring up the gifts if they're if they're, if they want to. Or they can uh, join in the school choir in the in the church if they want to. If they choose to do so is the interesting phrase there. If they choose to do so. Now, it reminds me 
um, and I often quote Groucho Marx when it comes to this, is essentially what they're doing is they're inviting non-Catholics to become part of a Catholic community. Because having a job at a communion or singing in a Catholic church choir involves one essentially deciding that they're happy to be part of a Catholic community. And that's all well and good if you're if you don't really care. But if you're a practicing most other faiths, why would you want to take part in a Catholic ceremony if you're not Catholic? It seems bizarre. It's like asking, I don't know, it's like asking um, you know, a a a person of colour to come into a white pride event or a uh, I, I, I just don't really understand it. It, it makes it makes very little sense. Um, so, I don't know. It reminds me, as I said, of a Groucho Marx quote, which is, I wouldn't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member, uh, which he said when he was uh, basically an exception was made years ago uh, when in Groucho Marx's time, back in the anti-Semitic days of, of the world, I suppose they're coming back at the moment. Uh, racism, anti-Semitism and everything else is, is on the rise uh, but at that time, uh, there were golf clubs that excluded Jews. And uh, because Groucho Marx was famous, they said they made an exception for him. And he said, I wouldn't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. Quite a very funny man. And uh, I, I often quote it when I talk about Catholic schools, inviting uh, non-Catholic people in to take part in their religious ceremonies. But in some respects, I can understand why schools will, will say to me, you're being unfair. You're being unfair here. Um you, you know, where we include children and, and, you know, they come to the church and they can sing in the choir or they can take part. And, and you know, I can understand why they don't see this. Because like, in a recent study, I mean, less than 25% of Irish principals claim to have a strong faith, would you believe? That, and that, was, a, that was a survey of, of, of the Catholic Church's own doing. Very, very few Irish uh, principals of Catholic schools actually claim to have a strong faith. And more anecdotally, in my experience, when talking to these principals, they don't even see the communion or the church choir as particularly religious. You know, it's it's funny, you know, they, they see it as a kind of a cultural thing. Ah, it's just a cultural thing. It's no, there's no religion in it, really. And, you know, they, you know, and it's, it's kind of funny because in fairness, most of Irish society doesn't see these things as religious events. I mean, I often refer to Sean Moncrief's article in the Irish Times where he said, I am, a, I am an atheist, but I will allow my child to have to wear the princess dress uh, for the communion he allowed even though he ticks I am an atheist or I have no religion in the census he his child made a communion as if he didn't see it and his reason was because he wasn't anti-Catholic now I'm not anti-Catholic either I'm just not Catholic and that's why my son didn't make his communion because it wasn't his communion to make he isn't Catholic it's just a frankly bizarre thing that's I don't know if it's a uniquely Irish thing uh, but I, I'd, I'd hazard a guess that it is and you know, even geez, I like forget society. Even the courts don't even see it as a religious event. And I mean, I'll refer, I'm referring to a very recent article um, where a family took uh, the um, a family took the um, a school to court, um, basically to the WRC, not to the not uh, to to the workplace commission, because their child um, the the school offered ice cream as a reward for showing up at the church choir. Now, this family aren't Catholic, so the child didn't go and he didn't get an ice cream and they claimed it was discriminatory on religious grounds and they lost the case. And the reason for the case was they didn't consider it a religious event because other non-Catholic children decided they would go. Therefore, 
you know, it was therefore not, a, not a, everyone was welcome to go was basically the school's argument. And they said that a couple of non-Catholics w- uh, went to do the choir, but the family that decided not to were penalised essentially uh, because they didn't want to attend a religious event. No one considered this, like the nub of this, is this was a religious event and they were inviting um, people, uh, not even inviting, coercing uh, people who weren't Catholic to come to this with the reward of ice cream. Uh, I, I find that a shocking case. Uh, and in, I find it even more shocking because a few years ago, the same thing happened and a family w- did win their case. It was, it was Yellow Furs National School, if you remember that one. Uh, this is exactly the same scenario, yet the judge in this case clearly didn't see um, that a church choir service was a religious event and wasn't religiously discriminatory because uh, a non-Catholic child didn't go and didn't get the ice cream. Um, why would they go? It's it's bizarre if we think about it. And if you if you can't get it, let's let's change the script very very slightly and set ourselves in a school full of white children. Now that may not be a big stretch for some of you who go to certain types of schools, but let's imagine that we are we we do live in a normal society where a certain percentage of the children in our school are not all white. Uh, but let's uh, uh, so we're talking about a school full of white kids, and there is one or two children of color in a class. Now the school may claim they are inclusive because they have welcomed these children into the school. That it is just enough to welcome these children to school. So let's. Let's take a look closer look though, because inviting children into your school does not make one inclusive because that child has to sit at the back of the classroom while the white children learn how great it is to be white and sing songs about being white. And I, like you don't have to have much of imagination to change the text here too. The child has to sit at the back of the classroom while the Catholic children learn about how great it is to be Catholic and sing songs about being Catholic. Very little difference. The re- it's just racism versus, you know, religious discrimination. They're both uh, against uh, against the law. Um, but, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just changing a little bit to go with, you know, race uh, so, so it sounds exactly what it is. Let's keep going. Often these, uh, the school attends a white pride service. And while that's happening, the uh, children of colour are welcome to sit at the back of that service and, 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 and listen to it by osmosis. Or should they can sing the white pride songs in the choir or they could even have a job where they help the white children celebrate their special White Pride Day. You getting somewhere here? But if you're not, you know, that child, you know, those children should also be thankful because, well, because, you know, the school, you know, they're very inclusive, they say, because one day in the year they teach about Rosa Parks. Yeah. And they reenact the scene where she wouldn't leave her seat on the bus and they let that child be Rosa Parks. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying you get the picture, don't you? It's it it sounds icky when you put it um, in in the white black way or in a black and white way. Um, but that's that's what some people feel. That's how people feel. If you're not Catholic in a Catholic school, essentially that's what you're doing. You know the reality is that when a Catholic school says they're inclusive to minority faiths and none, they really mean that they are inclusive as long as the family agree to accept Catholicism is the norm. And in fact, that's exactly what they say. I I've, I often talk about this online on Twitter, or X as it's now known. Um, I, I suppose, oh gosh, I've never called Twitter X until this very moment, but I kind of feel it's time to embrace it. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, sorry, that's here and there. I, I guess uh, I'll just read two tweets that were sent to me. One back in 2016 when I said, can you explain inclusive um, to me, to, uh, to a Catholic principal? He said, Simon, inclusive means they accept my school's ethos. Yeah? That's an interesting one. There's a caveat. It's inclusive if they accept my school's ethos. So in other words, you are you must accept Catholicism in your life if you want to be part, if you want to be included. So you're not actually inclusive. You're inclusive with a caveat. And uh, another uh, person uh, this year, uh, they said, everyone has always been welcome, but they need to follow Jesus and Catholic doctrine. Now, uh, that was <laughs> that was someone who may maybe um, who may have not got the script from um, for, uh, and, and and was a bit too truthful. Uh, but I mean, it, it led to a really interesting conversation uh, that particular statement because I'm not criticising those uh, those principles. They're they're absolutely right in what they're saying. They're actually being truthful. I was delighted that they were honest. But the second in particular, there the one that was a bit too honest, that led to a really interesting conversation with another guy who I'd love to chat to again. It kind of the conversation fizzled out. Um, with a guy called Aidan Lonergan uh, on Twitter. Really nice uh, conversation, really respectful, uh, a devout Catholic, uh, talking to me, uh, you know, an, an, an atheist. Um, and we had a really respectful conversation about, you know, why I felt that Catholic schools aren't inclusive. And he was, yeah, he was incredibly um, gracious, uh, you know, and, and I suppose maybe I'm saying that because at the end he said, yeah, it's far from ideal. Um, this this whole scenario. So uh, maybe maybe that's why I'm very happy with him. But another excellent source of the honesty was actually this brilliant podcast. I really like it. I think it's a must listen for anyone who's interested in the role of religion in education. And I don't think it's purpose because its purpose really is to promote c- Catholic education in primary schools. And it's uh, from DCU, which is uh, <laughs> supposed to be a secular university. Uh, but DCU run thing is something called ca- Conversations from the Classroom with Dr. David Kennedy. And it's all about Catholic education in primary schools. There is, for the record, no podcast about any other religion, despite the fact that DCU is supposed to be secular. Anyway, the first episode was uh, all about inclusivity and being inclusive. And it's one of the most fascinating insights I've ever had into how confused Catholic teachers and Catholic educators are in relation to the word inclusive. They don't understand inclusion. They think what they're doing is inclusive. They think that by inviting people into your school community, that is inclusive in itself. I really recommend you listen to it and uh, you'll see that uh, the link in the show notes. But when it comes down to it, the word inclusive, when it comes to Irish primary education, has literally become utterly meaningless. Yes, as meaningless as the words literally and utterly in the previous sentence. It means nothing. When an all-boys school claims to be inclusive despite having no girls, when a Catholic school claims to be inclusive despite having a line in their enrollment policy warning people that undermining their ethos could jeopardise their place in the school, when any school claims to be inclusive yet can't accommodate all of the needs of all of the children, the word loses any sort of meaning. Now, obviously, you'd be looking for a solution here. And the mad thing is the solution's really easy but I'll admit, almost impossible, which is a paradox, I know. But, you know, in theory, it's really easy. And the first step is easy, you know, and maybe it's something any principal could commit to. Instead of saying, your school is inclusive, stop. 
your school, it doesn't matter what school you're in, it's not inclusive. Even if you are, you know, and some people say, oh, you're an educate together, Simon, you know, you, uh, you can't all be inclusive like you. And it's like, no, I'd never say my school is inclusive. I never, I, I, in fact, I get really cross when even educate together schools or community national schools claim to be inclusive. Because we are completely reliant on government funding, we cannot be completely inclusive. I cannot, no principal can say they, they, they are fully inclusive because we have to make difficult decisions, when it, particularly when it comes to additional needs. And, um, you know, that's, that's there and there. However, the extra layer of the religious um, uh, aspect in most schools is they can't be inclusive because they cannot include any, uh, any child who isn't the same religion. They can uh, tolerate, possibly accommodate, but they definitely aren't inclusive. And the first step, essentially, as I said, is easy. Stop saying you're inclusive. You could say we strive to be as inclusive as is possible. That's what I would say. Um, and I, th- I would actually forgive any um, religious school for saying, look, we, we are a Catholic school and we strive to be as inclusive insofar as possible. Um, and I'd be OK with that, I would say, because it's it's slightly honest that no, I don't think there's any Catholic principle that would deliberately exclude. But they certainly don't. They can't they can't actually say they are they can fully include. It's just not possible. So I think striving is probably something you might be able to do. And actually, do you know what? That's easy. The second step is also simple, but impossible at the same time. Uh, It's not impossible, but very, very hard to do. And it's actually to do something about the things that aren't inclusive. So some of those things ensure that every child who has a need has the resources they require. That requires money. It requires um, planning. It requires resourcing. It probably, well, in fairness, it probably requires a complete restructuring of the way we do primary education. Um, so that's what makes it so difficult. Uh, the second problem is the religious aspect of things, religious discrimination that happens in 95% of schools and it is religious discrimination. Um, what do we do about it? Well, again, it's it, the easy solution is we need to stop having churches or religions running schools. It's just, it makes, it doesn't make sense in the society we live in. It made sense in a time where Ireland was a country of 95% Catholics and 5% Protestants. That is not the country we live in anymore. We have a country where, yes, there are about just under 70% of people are Catholic, but more more than 30% of people are not Catholic anymore. And we cannot have an education system where everybody gets a, a religion, a religious school of their choice. We simply need to take out that variable. And if people want to practice a religion, there are fantastic places to do that. And they are usually called churches or synagogues or mosques. There's lots of places. Uh, where people can practice their faith and not have to exclude uh, people on the basis of, of just essentially the, the body they were born into. So um, I think it's literally, utterly that simple. So I don't really have much more to say on it. I mean, that's that's as simple as it actually is. And um, But the, the, I, I suppose obviously the, the problem is uh, actually doing that. So if I were the Minister for Education, and I think I have said this so many times, if I were the Minister for Education, I would be removing religious influence from all primary schools and I would be doing it tomorrow. So there you have it. Um, Please don't mention the word inclusive to me. Um, It's up there with other words I don't like, like gas, crack. If I hear someone is gas or I hear someone being described as being great crack, I automatically know that I'm not going to like that person um, because generally people who are described as gas and great crack are, you know, 
far from it actually um, they're, they're actually the opposite of that but anyway that is here to there uh, thanks for indulging me for about uh, 25 minutes while I gave out about the word inclusiveness I hope it gave you something to think about in all seriousness and let us all strive for inclusiveness and let's all strive uh, to put pressure on uh, the people who are in charge to make sure we get to a place where things are inclusive because they certainly aren't um, and I don't think there's too many people putting pressure on those in power to do so anyway listen that is it for me for this week thanks so much for listening chat to you again all the best bye bye